I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. Again, sorry, that's a little lower key than we're used to, but my voice is still not back yet, but let us have a good time anyway on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Here's what's on tap for today. Obviously, the three hours are all dedicated to you and your questions. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the Biden speech from last night, the House of Representatives, a little thing on the speaker race. Why doesn't why don't any of the countries surrounding Palestine, why don't they want refugees? In fact, the King of Jordan is outright banning the refugees. That's odd. We'll talk about that. People have questions on everything from why is there some kind of a crossover with people who are angry in America? We'll discuss that. In fact, I'm going to open with that in a moment. Someone wants to talk about the speakership. Were Nazis really on the right? Hamas, Trump voters, Trump himself. Is he going to jail? People want to know about cookies. All that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. I want to begin here. We'll get, we'll get to the questions in a moment. The speaker race is not something I have discussed a lot. The speaker of the house. Why? Well, 
as you probably have noticed by now, I have different interests than many people, than most people who do what I do. The show sounds different. What other people discuss all day, I probably won't discuss at all. Or if I do, I'll probably, I probably see it a different way. I'm not saying I'm better, which of course I am, but what, Chris? No, I'm kidding. I'm not saying I'm better. I just see things differently. And I'm very mindful of this, right? I, I shouldn't say I'm very mindful. I try to be mindful of this, and I'm sure you try to. It's hard, but I try to be very mindful of not talking about what the system demands I talk about at the time. There are other things. And so look, what all this Israel-Hamas stuff that has captured everyone's imagination, imagination has come out. Obviously, this is an area I love too and, and uh, something that I'm emotionally invested in as well. But you have not heard that dominate the show, have you? The way it dominates every other thing. Why? Because I've, as I've explained, we have much bigger fish to fry right here at home. We just do. So it's not going to dominate it. The speakership. Uh, yeah, here's Jim Jordan. I'm still running for speaker, and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. But I want to go talk with a, a few of my colleagues. Particularly, I want to talk with the 20 individuals who voted against me so that we can move forward and begin to work for the American people. Okay, and, and I realize that I'm supposed to be all up in arms about this. Oh, my gosh, the Speaker of the House. Oh, should we have gotten rid of McCarthy? That was a success. It was a mistake. Uh, uh, Matt Gates is he's our savior. Matt Gates is the Antichrist. Jim Jordan's the solution. He's the, uh, am I supposed to sit and hand ring about this? Well, let me ask you something, and I want you to be honest with yourself. The House has not been able to meet and do any business since Kevin McCarthy was bounced from being speaker. That was last week. Right, Chris? I have that right? That was last week, right? Did Michael, it was last week? Yeah, it was last week. It was last week, yeah. Let me ask you something. Tell me one thing in your life that has changed since the House of Representatives has not been able to meet. That's a good point, Chris. They're spending less money. No, I'm serious. I know that everyone tells you that this is critically important. And this is all that matters right now. We've got to have a Speaker of the House. And we've got to join. They've got to meet up again. Oh my gosh. What if the House of Representatives can't meet up again? I mean, what, what happens if they don't meet up again? Well, that's a very good question. What happens if they don't meet up again? What, why is that supposed to stress me out? Why am I supposed to care? Well, oh, because they look bad? Is that it? Because they look like clowns? I hated the House of Representatives a long time before they couldn't meet up again. They've looked like clowns to me for years, tearing through our freedoms, tearing through our money like it's going out of style. Do you remember? I remember it like it was yesterday. Everybody's forgotten, but I hang on to grudges, as you know. I remember it like it was yesterday. We won back the House of Representatives for the GOP in the midterms. And Mitch McConnell, the Republicans, joined with the Democrats to pass a $1.6 trillion bill in a lame duck Congress that funded every single Democrat wish list. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm still so daggone mad about it. My head could explode. But today, I'm what? I'm supposed to be stressed out? The House can't meet. 
Oh my gosh, we really need them to get back together again. After all, how will we send more money overseas? You know, the assault on Israel echoes nearly 20 months of war, tragedy, and brutality inflicted on the people of Ukraine, people that were very badly hurt since Putin launched his all-out invasion. We've not forgotten the mass graves, the bodies found bearing signs of torture, rape used as a weapon by the Russians. You know what that's called? What Joe Biden just did there? That's called emotional manipulation. Everybody has has had someone in their life, maybe you have someone in their life, who does that to you. Maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your mom. But you've experienced emotional manipulation before. That's what that is. I'm supposed to care that the house can't get back together? Why? So they can put together this $100 billion funding bill Joe Biden requested this morning. Ukraine, Israel, you name it. $100 billion more borrowed with interest to send overseas. So look, do I want uh, us to have a Speaker of the House eventually? Uh, Of course. It's not like I want never-ending chaos. But you see what I mean? How long? What? It's been a week now of the people you listen to and the people you watch on the right hand ringing because we don't have a Speaker of the House. Good. Screw the House. All they've ever done is assault me and my freedoms and you and your freedoms and your dollar. Good. I hope they never meet again. I think it's hilarious. Oh, but they look bad. I thought they looked bad a long time before this. The clown is be clowning himself and I'm supposed to care about that? Sorry, I don't. Be clowning is a great word I just pulled out, Chris. Don't tell me. You were impressed, right? Why weren't you impressed? I was, look, I was impressed. I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that out again. All right, so don't be clown yourself when I do. Why are you shaking your head, Michael? You've never used that word. You don't even know how, the way I just did. Anyway, it's time to move on to Ask Dr. Jesse questions because we're going to get no respect around here. Oh, wise Dr. Jesse. Usually political topics are generally divided as either being right or left. Abortion, border, economics, defund the police, climate change, blah, blah, blah. Some of the public stances on the Israel-Hamas conflict have surprised me, though. Some universities, big businesses, and law firms are pushing back on those who publicly support Hamas and even firing people. Please analyze the situation vis-a-vis normal political divisions. Okay, why is this happening? Well, you're seeing two different things. There are two different reasons. One, we'll talk about the wild animals first. Two, we're going to talk about American Jews first. Let's start with one. The communists, remember, we've played for you the Yuri Bezmenov clip a thousand times, the Soviet defector, but you don't have to listen to that. You can read the anti-communist manifesto. You can just listen to this show every single night. The communist calls for what Mao called, what Lenin called for, they both essentially use the same language, revolution without end. Revolution without end. Now, what are they saying when they say that? Do they really want never-ending revolution? No, they want all-encompassing revolution. And what they really want is destabilization of a society. Communists have long understood they can never take over anywhere with their demonic religion unless society has been destabilized. This is where, why they do what they do everywhere they do it. This is why you see 
So much of what you see out there, so much activism, so much yelling, screaming in the streets, violence, vandalism, tearing down statues, shattering windows, the, 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 the taking over the, the Senate office building yesterday. This violent, constant state of agitation and activism. That is Communism 101 in the revolution phase. Remember, a communist takeover goes in phases. It goes in phases. It's critical for people to remember that every phase doesn't look the same. We are currently still in the destabilization, demoralization phase. And we're going to discuss that in a little bit more detail. I ran up against the clock. So I don't manage my time very well. I will discuss that in more detail in just a moment because it's going gonna, it's gonna to play right into what you're seeing right now. Why is this pushback happening? Why are you seeing some pushback? Uh, two different reasons there. Before we get to that, let's do this. It's just, uh, let's hear from the old Fed Reserve chairman. My colleagues and I remain resolute in our commitment to returning inflation to 2% over time. A range of uncertainties, both old ones and new ones, complicate our task of balancing the risk of tightening monetary policy too much against the risk of tightening too little. You and I both know they're going to pass that bill and send all that money overseas. You know that, right? They are going to get back together. The Uniparty is going to once again agree that everyone else deserves your tax money but you and they're going to continue to destroy the dollar. And then you're going to wonder why it costs six bucks for a pound of burger. Do you have precious metals in your hand? These people are going to destroy the dollar. It is as set in stone as gravity. Is gravity set in stone? I don't know if that made sense. Either way, get some gold or silver in your physical possession. Not bars and idiotic stuff like that. Coins. Oxford Gold Group will deliver it to your home. Insured, anonymous, you don't need a bank vault. This is for normal people to have some financial security. Go to jessekellygold.com and get yours today. jessekellygold.com Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And we are tackling all this. The question was, in case you're just joining us, uh, why all of a sudden we're starting to see big businesses and some law firms and some universities pushing back against the pro-Hamas stuff. And I'm, I'm explaining there are two different reasons you're starting to see this. The first one, we're still in the first one, so don't worry, you didn't miss anything. One... Remember, communist takeovers of a nation. This has happened in many, many, many countries. It's happening in ours. They go through phases, and every phase looks different. Remember when Soviet defector Yuri Bezmenov was talking about the destabilization? Remember when he was talking about like this? The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years. You know, that's good Actually, enough for, my process, for, for what I need right now, Chris. The demoralization process. Demoralization. What is that? You don't teach people anything about their country, about how great it is, about, about values, about family, about God. And, and you don't teach them anything. You teach them America means nothing, and it's, just, it's multicultural. It's just a melting pot, but it kind of sucks. It's also evil and racist. And so you have generations now of people who've been raised to hate their country. You know what that was? That phase, the demoralization phase, that was you lifting weights, before football season, 
That's what that was. That's you getting the population ready where they need to be for the destabilization phase, which is where we are right now. We are still in it. They are trying to break everything up, shake everything up. Revolution without end. Everything's agitation. Everything's evil. Everything's terrible. Everything. That's why you see these people in the streets at all times. However, we are running up against the back end of that phase, which is not good for us. That means they've been very, very successful, and they have. You see, again, they, they call guys like Lenin and Mao, they call for revolution without end right up until the point they finally have all the power. Then, well, look, listen to Yuri again. In the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. That phase quite yet but we are in the phase where we're running into this now that they've taken over they've taken over the university system you mentioned law firms they've taken over big law they've taken over big finance they've taken over the government they've taken the fbi the cia the media the hollywood they really have taken almost everything they can possibly take but they have a problem it's the same problem the Soviets had once they finally took over and won, once they, they completed their victory. Same problem Pol Pot had, same problem they all had. They've raised generations now of rabid little street animals. Essentially, essentially this is what they did. Me, I, um, I don't like the neighbor dogs. I hate my neighborhood dogs. I hate all the dogs. They're always uh, uh, pooping in my yard, and, and I don't like all the noise they make at night. So here's what I do. I buy 10 fighting pit bulls and I train them. I train them to attack and kill other dogs. This is what I do. And I know I don't have to send them out specifically to do anything. I just train them to kill and I train them to kill and I train them to kill. And then I turn them loose and they're going to go do what they do. And it's wonderful for a while because the neighborhood dogs keep getting mauled and getting killed. It's horrible, right? It's awful. But hey, problem is solving itself. Right up to the point where the neighborhood dogs are now all dead. And I actually, I kind of want to settle down and I want to buy a nice dog. I want to buy a Fred. I want to buy a Fred right now. But there are all these rabid little pit bulls who are killing dogs all over the neighborhood. Well, now they're a problem for me, you see. I got rid of the people. I, I, I raised and nurtured these rabid little animals. But now that I've, I've created the society I want, I've taken the power I want, now they're a problem for me. And so now, before I can buy Fred, those pit bulls have to die. They have to go. They have to go away. We've seen from the people in positions of power the constant agitation and the nurturing of a generation of rabid little animals in this country. And now... We're going to see more and more the people in power are going to be annoyed and aggravated by the rabid little animals they've raised. And so what you're going to start seeing, this is just the beginning of it because they still need them. They're very useful right now. What you're going to start seeing 
is a heavier crackdown from the left on the left. And that sounds good. And, and, and you know, when I put it that way, right, because who doesn't want to see the rabid little animals thrown in cages where they belong? It's actually not good when you see the left begin to really crack down on their street animals. It means they think they've taken everything. They don't need them anymore. It's a sign they've outlived their usefulness. That's one of the reasons you're seeing big law and then look at this and they're thinking, well, wait a minute. I've already taken everything. I don't need some pro Hamas lawyer. I just won't, I just won't hire anybody. Now, now that I own it all, why would I bother with that little animal? I'll just let him go. That's one of the things you're seeing. There's another thing you're seeing, and it's going to deal with American Jews and things like that, and we'll discuss that in just a moment. Now, <clears throat> I know I don't want Fred to get eaten by my pit bulls. Instead, I want Fred to live a very long and healthy life. And I'll be honest with you, while Fred is a big dog and good guard dog, I don't know the, how well he would fare against 10 pit bulls. I give Fred rough greens instead of pit bulls. We pour rough greens on Fred's food. We don't just give him dog food. Yes, he eats dog food, but because there's no nutrition in dog food, that's why it's brown. It's brown because it's dead. I want Fred to have vitamins and minerals and probiotics and all the things he needs to live a long life and not go to the vet and have a shinier coat, better energy, better breath, no more digestive problems. Go pour rough greens on your dog's food so your dog can give you years longer. Rough Greens gives out free Jumpstart trial bags. Call 833-33-MY-DOG or go to roughgreens.com slash jesse. You don't want those pit bulls to get them, do you? You need your dog to be able to outrun the pit bulls, Chris. What? Roughgreens.com slash jesse. Go get a free jumpstart trial back. All right, we'll finish this thought, and then we'll move on to other things. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, reminding you, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Back to finishing up this question. The question was originally, hey, why are we actually finally seeing some universities and big businesses and law firms push back on the public support of Hamas? And we just went over the wild street animals that are getting to be a problem and they will be a problem going forward on the, on the left for the commies. There's another thing that you're seeing here. Obviously, there are a lot of Jewish people in big law. That's that's uh, it's a stereotype because it's true. There are uh, there's a lot of Jewish people in big law. They run a lot of the big law firms in the country, a lot of big businesses in the country, and they're looking on in horror at the party they have traditionally supported. Now, let me explain how this works. About two-thirds, uh, uh, the American Jews, about 65, 60, 65% will vote Democrat. More orthodox, more religious. The way my buddies describe it to me is, Jesse, those of us who are more orthodox, who are, are, are more of a pro-Israel, Ben, more religious, they, they tend to be very, very, very conservative. The ones who aren't very re- religious tend to be very, very liberal, very on the left. That's a very that's a tradition here in America. That's how the voting is traditionally gone. Again, I need to clarify something. If any of this is offensive to you in any way, I don't give a crap. All right. So this is we're just discussing the truth here. This is your daddy's show, not your mommy's show. There are plenty of non-offensive shows you can go listen to, not this one. So that's how it's traditionally gone. Now, let's pause on this for a moment and let's I'm, I'm gonna explain something. Let's pause on this for a moment. Who's your least favorite candidate in the Republican GOP primary. You have one. Everyone has one they hate. Maybe it's Trump. Maybe it's DeSantis. Maybe it's Vivek. Maybe it's Pence or Christie or Nikki Haley. Picture picture the one you hate the most. Are you planning on voting if that person was to win the nomination and it was Joe Biden versus the one you hate the most? Would you vote for Joe Biden? You would not. Chris is shaking his head. I'll be honest with you. I would not. Now, I'm not judging you if you're one of these doomsday people who says, screw it, I'm done, I'm burning it all down anyway, I don't care. But 
You're not voting for Joe Biden, are you? Why? Who's the friggin' Antichrist? Of course you're not voting for Joe Biden. Now, let's go back to what we were just talking about. American Jews have traditionally supported Democrats by about two-thirds in the country. And that's the way it's always been. They have not fully appreciated and they have not understood what is happening with the party they support. It's been very obvious to anybody paying attention the way the party was going. It's been very, very obvious. But if you're not paying attention and if you hate the other guy more, then you don't switch sides. That was a long way of me saying there are some, obviously not all, everyone wakes up on their own time and some never wake up at all. There are some American Jews who've always voted Democrat who are waking up today and they're looking and they're looking at people who are, quote, on their side who don't think very highly of them at all. And now they're asking themselves some hard questions. And my answer to you about, well, how could they not notice before? Well, they always hated the other side more. I have talked to you before about, uh, look, I'm, I'm about to bring up Kathy Hochul. So let's, let's talk about New York here for a second. I was talking to uh, Carol Markowitz, you know, New York Post, Carol Markowitz, she's a friend of mine. And I was talking to her about New York City. And, you know, Carol, New York City, the girl, she loves it. Her, her husband, her family, they moved out of there. And she was talking about her New York City Democrat friends and how bad it is there, how bad the homeless problem is and the crime and it's dirty and it's unsafe and how bad it is. And they're really, really mad. And now they're bringing back all the school masking stuff. And that's really bad. And everything's really bad. And it's bad. And, and she was going over this long list of grievances her New York Democrat friends have right now with what Democrats are doing in New York. And they know Democrats are doing them. These are not unaware people. They know. It's Eric Adams. It's Kathy Hochul. It's all these idiots. They know that for a fact. And so at the end of this conversation, I asked Carol, well, are they planning on voting Republican next time? And she said, oh, my gosh, no, no, not in a million years. You see, that's what we're seeing right now. A lot of traditional American Democrats, especially older ones, probably Jewish ones. Uh, it doesn't just apply to Jewish ones, black ones, white ones, no matter who they are, are looking at this new breed of commie and they are horrified by it. They don't support Hamas. They don't support LGBTQ, all this crap in elementary schools. They don't support that stuff. At the same time, you're dealing with someone who has been nurtured and trained for years to believe Republicans are the height of all evil. So no matter what happens with their own party, they can't bring themselves to hate their own party more than they hate Republicans. That's what we're running into a lot right now. A lot. Speaking of Kathy Hochul, it is wild how, how these politicians, how obvious they are about how little they actually care about the people they govern. From Joe Biden to Congress, down to these Democrat governors and mayors. You see, New York is overrun with illegals, obviously. As you know, everyone knows. And... There isn't room for them. They're taking up classrooms, taking up hospitals, bankrupting New York City. It's horrible, right? So 
Do New York Democrats want them out? Well, no, my goodness. That would mean they would care about New Yorkers. They don't care about New Yorkers at all. They just want some money for it. Kathy Hochul, you know what she's pressing the White House for? She's got a state packed full of illegals right now. They can't afford. You know what she's pressing the White House for? Not deportations. Not shipping them somewhere else right now. She just wants more money. Hochul presses White House for more funding to deal with migrant crisis ahead of Governor's Israel trip. They don't care about actual New Yorkers. They just want another big old chunk of that sweet federal money so they can hand it around to all their political friends and stay in power forever. This is the problem when you have a country that is governed by people who never think of the country at all. Now, let's move on. We have a lot more Ask Dr. Jesse things to do, too. Mr. Too Easy to Trash, <laughs> so I'll skip the fancy salutation. Simple question, would it really be a bad thing if no Speaker of the House is elected and nothing gets done? Well, obviously, as you know, this is something we brought up earlier. We played the Jim Jordan clip, and now Jim Jordan's out, and, and now who knows what's going to happen. And this is just not something I care about. It's fine if we get a speaker, but I prefer it when the House of Representatives does not meet. That's actually the preferred state of affairs for me. If we could keep that going forever, that would be wonderful. Now, Jesse, I'm fully on the side of Israel. I think what happened to them is disgusting, disturbed by the left, and so on and so forth. However, I do have one gnawing question. Why are we paying to arm them? We should sell them all the weapons they want and provide the support they need but aren't they a fairly wealthy nation? Interested in your thoughts on this. Ditto Ukraine, but they may be a little more cash poor. Okay. Well, that's certainly an interesting question, isn't it? Because did you see all the details in the, in the $100 billion request from the White House? $61 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel. Of course, they had to throw in $14 billion for the southern border. That's to give the low TGOPers cover to vote for the thing. $2 billion for the Indo-Pacific? God only knows what that means. Where are we sending that money? $10 billion for humanitarian aid. Of course, that includes aid to Gaza and the border, of course. So why? Why are we sending money there? Why are we sending money to Ukraine? Why? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Before we talk about that, I need to talk to you about something much more serious than money and war and all these other things need to talk to you about your towels. Listen, you're cheating. You're not cheating me. You're cheating yourself with your garbage towels. All right? Mike Lindell, like he always does, did some digging. And he figured out a way to create soft towels that also absorb. Because you know the drill. I know the drill. You can have a soft towel that just pushes the water around. Or you can have one that feels like you're drying off with Reynolds Wrap. And that actually absorbs. Or you could just go get some My Towels from my pillow. They're the best things ever. And you can get them as low as twenty nine ninety eight with the promo code JESSE. Or upgrade to the designer line for 20 bucks more. Whatever you want. 50% in savings right now. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code JESSE. No matter what happens in the world, don't cheat yourself with your towels. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call 800-845-0544. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. It does seem like 
campy rock. Chris, I don't know what campy even means, but whatever that word means, I agree. No, that's, that's not what Why are you gay? That's not what it means. That's not what it means. And I don't have any problem with campy. Why don't you enjoy feel-good music? I bet you don't like groups like the Monkees or the Partridge Family or something like that. You've never heard of the Monkees? What? You... Have, what? Have you, ever, have you ever heard of the song, Hey, Hey, We're the Monkees? You've never heard of that song? Michael, have you heard of the song? Jeez, I cannot take this anymore. Working with children. All right, back to the Israel question. Why do we support them? Why do we have to, why do we have to send money to Ukraine? Why do we have to send money to Israel when Israel has all this money? Well, I'll tell you a little story. I have a buddy. Uh, we've been friends actually since high school. Not a Marine Corps buddy. We've been friends since high school. And he was always uh, a bit of a ladies' man, if, I, if you will. Bit of a ladies' man. And a great football player. Tight end. Great football player. Went on and actually played a college scholarship. Smaller school somewhere, but great football player. But a ladies' man. And that's just what he was. Great athlete. One of those guys who played every sport. Don't you hate people like that? He was just great at everything. And got married after high school. Uh, or after college, I'm sorry. Settled down. Wife, kids, family. Uh, I won't go into all the details of it. That whole thing blew up on him. Finds himself 41 years old and divorced, single for the first time in two decades. Right? Single for the first time in two decades. Calls me up, tells me he's going out. Uh, he invites me out, which he was sheepish about that because he knew what I would say. I said, ah, I'm going to go ahead and do a hard pass on that because he told me he's going out to have some fun and chase women around. He goes out and has some fun. Uh, no girl will give him the time of day anymore because he apparently has forgotten how to talk to women. And he woke up so hungover, he said he was never drinking again. Now, what's this have to do with America and Israel and Ukraine? Countries, just like people, they convince themselves as they get older and things aren't working the way they used to work, they try to convince themselves that things are what they used to be when they're not anymore. You know, uh, you know what? Let's do another little thing. The Byzantines. You know the Byzantine Empire? It's essentially the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire splits east and west. The Byzantine becomes the east. They, are, they would call themselves Roman. If you called them Byzantines, they wouldn't even know what you're talking about. But they, they considered themselves Roman. And a, a continuation of the Roman Empire. That we are Rome. We are, we are the Roman Empire. And... The Byzantines are watching as various things are happening. One of the things that was happening was barbarians, as the Western Roman Empire collapsed and the barbarians took over, and you're essentially getting into really the dark, the dark periods of time where Rome civilization is gone, and it's pretty rough out there. The Byzantines look as these barbarians are taking over the whole peninsula of Italy, and they were just aghast at that, and they essentially said, well, we're not going to allow that. We are Rome, after all. And they sent their armies marching into the Italian peninsula, where after many battles, some won, some lost, the armies were promptly shattered and disintegrated and went away. Eventually, the Ottomans were rising. They were rising, and the Byzantines are looking at these Ottoman armies marching through everyone, and they thought, what? We're going to put a stop to this. We are Rome, Let's get a force together and march and stop this. And they got a gigantic force together, about 20,000 men. 
or 40,000, 40,000 men, if I remember. Yes, 40,000 men. About 10,000 professional troops, 30,000. 30,000 like a militia members, kind of a local militia member. And they, it's an expeditionary force. They, they send it overseas and we will stop them after all. We are Rome. And they were promptly shattered and smashed because they weren't Rome anymore. They wanted to be. They saw themselves as what Rome used to be. You hear people on the left and the right speak like this all the time. And I'm not here saying we're done, we're finished, America's over. But America of 1950 is gone. We are domestically, we won't, I'll get into finances in a moment. Domestically, we are shattered. We are divided and shattered. We look nothing like we used to look in 1950. Now let's talk about financially. Why do we send all this money? Why, why, would we even, why would you send a wealthy country like Israel money? They don't need the money. They don't need any of that. They're fine. Why, why would you send money to Ukraine? Why do you just send money here and Indo-Pacific and billions there and billions there? Because the people who run this country, Republican and Democrat alike, and the people who run the bureaucratic agencies, they all still believe it's 1950. Oh, Biden has given multiple interviews recently where he gives a speech or says something to the effect of, we are the nation. We are, we are the, the, the keepers of freedom around the world. No, Joe. Those days are gone. We're 41 years old and divorced now, and the girls don't like you anymore, and you can't drink. We're $34 trillion in debt now. If you wanted to continue being, you know, that force for freedom and good around the world, well, you shouldn't have spent so much money here. We are not the height of the Roman Empire. We are the Roman Empire after a split. We are the Byzantines still pretending as if we can march our armies in anywhere and conquer anywhere and stop any barbarian horde. And as army after army gets shattered, we're looking around confused. I don't understand. We are Romans. Yeah, man, but we're not 20-year-old Romans anymore. We're 40 or 50. Why would we send money overseas? Because that's what Americans, Republicans, and Democrats have always done. My point in all this is, I don't care what cause you support overseas. There's no money left. There is a debt disaster coming like America has never experienced in its history. Not after the Civil War, not after World War II, not Great Depression. A disaster is imminent. The money is gone. And still, there's not one emergency meeting to discuss cutting a single cent of government spending. We're all just going to keep pretending like it's America in 1950 until the bill comes due. And then they'll all look around and say, oh, 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 what happened? Well, what happened is we kept pretending like we were 20 and we ain't anymore. Get your My Patriot Supply Emergency three-month food kit for the times that are coming. Everyone in your home needs one. No, I don't know that you're going to starve. No, I hope not. I hope that's ridiculous. I hope you have to throw this away 25 years from now when it goes bad. But I also can't sit here and promise you that what we've always enjoyed is going to continue without end. In fact, it will end at some point. That's a guarantee. The history of the world says it is so. Everyone who lives in your home needs three months worth of non-perishable food 
if the worst happens. Did you see the latest about the threat of EMP attack in Iran? You know what Israel's threatening to do? You know what they think they're going to do? They think they're going to EMP Tehran. Dark. It goes dark overnight. No more groceries. No more nothing. Dark. Get your emergency three-month food kit. That's the capability out there. Prepare with jessikelly.com. Gets you $200 off it. Same-day shipping if you order before 3 p.m., by the way. Prepare with jessikelly.com. Go and go now. Two hours left. Hang on. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.